When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Welcome to Farm Talk with John O'Connor. Later in our program, 64th Barry Row Agricultural Show goes ahead on 9th of July. Applying for the Acre Scheme, Gloss Payments Issue, Straight Talking reports between the Irish and UK farm organisations regarding the Northern Ireland Protocol, an ICMSA statement issued. First, a review of the 41st Charleville Agricultural Show. We're joined by Miss Bernie Carroll of Charleville Agricultural Show. Bernie, might just clarify what your role is in Charleville Show? And before we look back on how the two days have gone, we're speaking around 6 o'clock on Sunday. A lot of people still around, but it's winding down. So, Bernie, your role with the show and a comment on the show in general, how it's gone over the two days. The first day, of course, a rainy day. Yes, indeed, John. I suppose my role is a varied role. I'm development officer for the show, I'm assistant PRO, and I'm also assistant trade stand organiser. So I have a lot of pies in the pot, but um, we love the show. Thankfully, it has been a great success. Yesterday, the weather was not in our favour at all. But we still had a nice crowd yesterday because we had all the dairy and beef classes yesterday and a lot of the farming community come to see those classes because we have uh, very prestigious classes like the All-Ireland Junior Cow and people actually come to see that. And then we had the showing of ponies yesterday. We had show jumping, we had vast range of trade stands and lots of other things as well as children's amusements and um, everybody that was here yesterday really loved to be back and they were saying it was great after a three year break to be back and I suppose what I love most about the show is seeing um, you know families meeting other families as they walk around the grounds and seeing them chatting and you know there's a great buzz and a great atmosphere saying oh it's great to be back and they haven't probably maybe met for two or three years and it has been just a lovely lovely atmosphere for the two days and we're delighted today I suppose now as we're coming to a close the weather was quite mixed again uh, we had a lovely crowd here today. Um, I suppose if it was sunnier, we probably would have had a lot more people. But we were very happy with it. And speaking to some of the people on the trade stands there this evening, um, they were very happy with the show as well. Today then we had the dog show, the baby show, showing of horses, show jumping again. We had the guard band and we had a huge array of vintage as well today, as well as many, many more things to see, like all the flowers and the arts and crafts, cool grey, old-time crafts, to name but a few. 
And of course, the tremendous support of companies, companies who've been with you for years and new companies. I think over the loudspeaker every now and then, there was acknowledgement and uh, companies were named and thanked for supporting the show again uh, this year. Yes, I suppose, John, uh, on my own behalf, I would like to thank especially our own committee who work tirelessly to make this show a success and as you know we're a voluntary organisation, everybody works voluntary but the enthusiasm and the willingness to do things has been phenomenal. Now we do have our arguments as every committee do but like on the day everybody comes up trumps and everybody really comes together I'd like also to thank the local landowners for the use of their grounds for parking. Without them we'd be completely lost because all the car parks were full today and as you said there John, the sponsors who some of them have been with us since the very start and have been a huge support to the show over the years, like indeed our trade stand holders and I suppose a a special mention to Kerry Group, who are our main sponsors and have been great supporters since they came to Charleville as well. In 2019, we celebrated our 40 years and as you know, we launched a book for that and little did we know that we'd have no show for the following two years, but thankfully we're back again this year with our 41st show and thankfully it has been a great success despite the fact that the weather was not in our favour. And I suppose, as you always say, Bernie, even though this show is hardly over, you're planning the next show, I would imagine, and you've got to tot up your figures and see if there's a big profit margin or otherwise. Yes, I suppose, um, you know, we have 120 acres now, which um, the show covers, which is huge, like, and we have land rented from Dairy Gold next door, 50 acres, and that's coming up for sale shortly, and we're hoping maybe to, that if this year's show is a financial success, that we would be in a position to uh, buy the Dairy Gold land as well, which without it, we'd be totally lost, because the the show has got so big, uh, we really need the extra space. Before the show got underway, we were talking about volunteers. Have you had many volunteers of all ages this year helping? Because this year, at the moment, labour is so short right across industries, all industries. Yes, John, indeed. Um, like, volunteerism in Ireland seems to be something of the past the younger generation today don't seem to want to volunteer but as late as one hour ago I spoke with Elaine Houlihan who is the Munster Vice President of Macron Ferma and I spoke to her about getting them involved for next year's show and you know because they have a lot of local branches and a lot of people would be from the farming community and uh, we're hoping to meet with them maybe in September or October, to get those kind of people involved in the show um, for next year as well. Because, as you know, some of our committee are there since 1979 and we need new bodies, young people and, um, you know, a new lease of life, really. And, of course, Miss Eleanor Fleming. Yes, that's right. Eleanor is the chairperson of the show this year. Uh, She's normally involved in the horses, in the showing, in the pony, and the horse section. And I was talking to her there a while ago, and I said, what was it like this year um, not being involved in that section? And she said, Bernie, she said, it's the first time since I got involved in the show that I actually saw the show, because she was always in the horse section, and this year she got to see every section. So it just proves that when you're involved in a section, you really don't know what else goes on in the show. Thank you very much indeed for speaking to the Farm Talk programme Miss Bernie Carroll, Charleville Agricultural Show. Thank you Bernie very much indeed. Thank you John and lovely to see you and thanks for coming down today. It's a pleasure. My pleasure too. Thank you very much.
The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellogue, has announced that the online application system for the tillage incentive scheme and the protein cereal mixed crop scheme is now open for applications. Farmers wishing to apply for this scheme can do so either themselves or through their advisor up to 20th of July 2022 by logging on to the exceptional aid scheme on www. Dot agfood.ie, all lowercase. The IFA Pigs Committee have been campaigning nationally, they say, to secure increases in the pig price for farmers who have been hemorrhaging massive financial losses for almost a year now. IFA Pigs Committee Chair Mr. Roy Galley said farmers are now receiving quotes of two euro a kg from a number of processing plants on the island of Ireland. ICSA National Sheep Chair Mr Sean McNamara has described the delay in publishing the wool feasibility study as unconscionable as sheep farmers, he said, endured another disastrous wool clipping season. Mr McNamara said wool has been valued as practically worthless for three consecutive years now and sheep farmers were at their wits' end. It made no sense, he said, that this valuable natural resource would be only worth about 20 cents a kg to farmers when we know the myriad uses it could be put to. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, on 29th of June announced that balancing payments for the Gloss Plus participants had commenced. These payments, he pointed out, are to those Gloss participants who undertook exceptional environmental commitments and are accordingly being rewarded under a gloss with an additional annual payment of up to €2,000 in with this element of the scheme known as Gloss Plus. Mr McConnell said the balancing payment represents the final 15% of the 2021 Gloss Plus payment and completes the total payment for gloss actions undertaken in 2021. Straight Talking reported between Irish and British farm organisations on the Northern Ireland Protocol. Speaking following a meeting of Fairness for Farmers in Europe, FFE, an umbrella group of farm organisations from across Ireland, the UK and Europe in general, the president of the ICMSA, Ms. Pat McCormack, said discussions had taken place on the question of the Northern Ireland Protocol and the threats presented by the British government's threat to unilaterally override aspects of this agreement. Mr McCormack said that while the ICMSA was happy to acknowledge the specific issues that British farmers had in relation to implementation of the Northern Ireland Protocol, he had been at pains to explain that the degree of integration which applied within the Irish dairy sector, north and south, simply did not allow for the kind of disengagement which would have to be attempted if the British government were to continue on this unilateral and unworkable course. Mr McCormack said that in the meeting between the Irish and UK farm organisations, there had been broad agreement on the need to stop any kind of escalation into a so-called trade war, which would damage quota-free and tariff-free trade between the European Union and the United Kingdom. But, he said, the Irish participants had stressed that such a disastrous outcome for all could occur if the British government persisted with a course it had reaffirmed only days ago in Westminster. He said this would inevitably end in disaster for both Irish and British farmers at a time when the challenge from issues other than trade was going to become extremely 
challenging and complex. Mr McCormack said that there had been consensus on both sides and all participants, UK and Irish, as farmers understood it was vital that farmers would not end up with the bill for political failings. A statement there from Mr Pat McCormack, President of the ICMSA. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr John Conroy, B&T Dry Stock Advisor with the Chagas Office in Middleton. First of all, John, welcome to the programme. Now, a very important event is upcoming fairly soon, organised by Chagas. Uh, I suppose, yeah, we're having um, our uh, big open day uh, up in Grange there, B2022, we're calling it. It's our first one since 2018. We were obviously due to have one in 2020, but for obvious reasons, it didn't go ahead, so we're we're finally back up and running again with um with this uh, big open day and I suppose the team of the of the event this year is support, supporting sustainable beef farming. I suppose just to give you a flavour of kinda of what's going on there on that day. Um it's kinda of gonna be a bit of, a bit of something there for everyone. Uh there's gonna be four main stands there kinda of looking at the economic, social and environmentally environmentally sustainable uh, area of beef farming. So the first board there, uh it'll be beef systems for your farm. So we'll be looking at this what be asking farmers what are their objectives maybe choosing the correct uh, farming uh, production system for their farm and what income is achievable uh, at, at, in that system at different stocking rates. Uh, second board then will be kind of performance targets for resilient beef production. So kind of looking at um, maximising animal performance and graze grass and things like that and what kind of uh, levels of weight gain are achievable from um, from from uh, grass alone and uh, also discussing that different ages of slaughter uh, for cattle. And also the third board then kind of achieving the farms ta- achieving performance targets for different systems. So look at things like making the best use of genetics, implementing reproductive and health management plans, and also optimizing farmers during indoor feeding. And find the fourth board then um, will be optimizing beef uh, farm profitability. So looking at the importance of financial planning and uh, mitigation rising input prices. So obviously a um, big area for discussion. And so also then on top of that, then we'll have our technology villages. So there'll be a, a number of these there where child advisors and specialists will be, uh, will be there and we can have uh, conversations with farmers if they'd like to come up and talk to us. So there'll be one there in the environment and our signpost farms. We'll have one on uh, on grassland management and our grass 10 team will be there. We'll be looking at um, clover and multi-species swards, getting them um, established, which is very topical at the minute. We'll also have uh, some of our future beef program farmers there, which are succulent farmers there. And we'll talk about cow type and fire selection and also calf health and welfare. And we'll have people there kind of discussing um, how our dairy patrick and Newford circular herds are getting on. We'll also have um, some of our dairy beef 500 farms there. And we'll talk about calf quality from the dairy herd and also different areas of calf rearing and housing. And another village then would be um, growing and finishing cattle. So we'll be looking at kind of diets and looking at antithetic use, you know, doses for parasite control and that. Meat quality would be the next one there, kind of looking at um, factors affecting meat quality and also discussing kind of the grass-fed um, beef and its advantages. And also we'll have something there on our advisory and education policy. So we'll have people there to discuss kind of cap reform and all and succession inheritance, all those kind of areas. And also kind of, I suppose, a newer area, which is kind of, I think it's an important one and probably maybe one of the best villages of the day to visit is kind of a farm and lifestyle one. They kind of looking at achieving work-life balance and also health and safety on beef farms and I suppose just the overall health of the farmer. And so finally then some main highlights then we'll have kind of forum at the end of the day kind of supporting sustainable beef farming. Um, so lots of lively discussion of that and I suppose everything kicks off there. 
next Tuesday, the 5th of July at 9 o'clock in, in Grange there in County Mead, our main beef research centre. An amazing amount of information and a great opportunity to get a boost to your own enterprise if you're involved in beef because we know there are so many issues related to methane, the climate and uh, incorporating seaweed and other ingredients in the diet, etc. But it would be an amazing event to go along and meet other like-minded people, people looking for solutions to questions and uh, a tremendous psychological boost the whole concept of beef 2022 supporting sustainable beef farming yeah exactly so it's uh it's above chagas grange county meat next tuesday the 5th of july at nine o'clock uh the gates will be open there and as you said they're like a great social opportunity as well like hope they were expecting big crowds so it'd be a great chance to, to meet other farmers and after the the two years we're having like sure that that kind of underestimated i think as well the kind of social aspect of these days out now, turning to something, uh, the feed, the fodder support scheme, the payment rate, how to apply for it, and what information is needed, and the deadline you must to comply with to apply successfully. So, the fodder support scheme, a very big scheme, but how can people fully avail of it and make sure, you know, they know what's involved, and uh, if it suits them, go for it. Exactly, yeah. So I suppose I've been getting a lot of queries over the scheme since the press release came from Instagram, which there it was a month or more ago now at this stage, but the scheme is finally open anyway. It's open for applications. So I suppose what's involved is it's a it's a it's an incentive measure there for uh, for the cut or for cut for cutting silage or hay. So it's a it's a payment of hundred euro per hectare up to a max of ten hectares. So that's a max payment of of a thousand euro. I suppose in terms of applying there, you apply through your own ag food account or someone like myself there or another advisor or. or a farm planner can apply on your behalf and um, it's on through your ag food account and it's just all you need to do to apply is the, the number of hectares that you've made in your first cut and your and your, your second cut. So it's ten hectares or, or twenty five acres is the max is the max amount you can claim on. Now the breeding season on beef farms, when should it actually end ideally? So the breeding season on your beef farm aiming to end it. Yeah, I suppose kind of discussion with lots of farmers every year in a so farmers like to let the goal run on a bit longer, um, and they seeing no harm in like just sitting trying to get all the cows and calf. But I suppose really and truly, if um, the stock will probably should be removed by the 15th of July because this kind of ensures um, um, no calves being born in the month of May. And farmers like wondering what problem do I have with with, with calves being born um, at this stage? But I suppose if you think about it, like them, them calves are going to be weaned probably at, at five months or, or younger, and like it's they're still very young and light, and they probably need to be manage separately to the to the rest of your animals like so to create more work and also realistic like if you're in kind of a suckler to win in production system they're probably going to weigh 90 to 100 kgs less than the other animals so like if you're talking a price there for weight and average they're 230 two euro 30 per kg that could be up to 207 to 230 euro per calf uh, difference um so like um that's kind of that's kind of the point trying to make is just basically that it's probably increasing. It's increasing your workload and probably making things harder yourself. Not for no very little to, to no gain, in my opinion. Yeah. Summer mastitis on beef farms is summer mastitis a factor on beef farms? We we're saying the last week or two. Yeah. So I suppose typically there kind of summer mastitis might crop up on some beef farms there, um, kind of late June to mid September or so at the kind of time we're in now at the minute. Um, I suppose to now temperatures have been cold, but in the last week conditions became uh, become more humid, so fly numbers are on the rise, so risk has increased for summer mastitis. I suppose um, apart from animals getting very sick, um, there's also potential loss of quarter in, in, in cows or heifers, 
and if the, if, if the animal's temperature becomes too high, they actually have uh, potential to have water calf if they're if they're autumn calving. So I suppose kind of the the main areas where where this can become uh, problems where animals are are grazing um, in fields that are damp with high hedges or near wooded areas, um, and obviously this kind of uh, damp kind of mild uh, humid conditions. So I suppose kind of some of the symptoms to look out for there is kind of swelling of the the teeth or an infected quarter, and also the cow might be or heifer might be kind of frequently kicking around her her udder or her her teeth, and um, often you see animals kind of lying away in their own from the group and and, and things like that. And look at if if things get very bad, look they can start to lose condition, and you, you look obviously you see flies um swarm around the, the the infected teeth as well or a quarter. So I suppose in terms of prevention, then. Um, like it's very important, like this at this time of year now, to kind of to, to go out and, and herd the, these these um, animals at risk um, at least once a day anyway, and um, have a good look at them just to make sure like that that there's no early um, symptoms appearing and that um, that they're in good health. Um, dry cows that have been fattened, just as cool cows, um, they should receive uh, extra attention as well because um, you don't want them lose condition, and also you don't want to be going with antibiotic treatments either because obviously there's area, it's just issues there with withdrawals and um, slaughter time and so that's one to look out for and um, I suppose fire repellent is, 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 um, is a good way of preventing as well so usually through a pour on and also some farmers take it, bring in the cows regularly and apply uh, tart around the other or the teeth that also helps and also you'd also hear some farmers they talk about garlic licks as to keep away flies but I suppose in reality you may have to use a combination of technique, techniques to reduce the incidence on your farm so um Maybe a conversation with your vet as well, I suppose, is, is, is also uh, might be also helpful in terms of prevention, also um, uh, ways of curing maximum places if it comes to problem your farm. Must people register in advance? In a, you need to book your ticket in advance um, before arriving to grain, so you can you can do that. Um, you can find that on our website or any there'll be links there on, on social media or that, or even if you want to just contact the uh, your local shoggers office if you're not that way inclined online, and we can get you registered to, to go. But to be no harm to, to book yourself in before you go. And uh, also, I'd like to thank the, the main sponsors there as well, FED as well. They're they're our main sponsors as well for the for the open day. And I'd also like to just mention there as well. Um, some more information on on the website there. Just a support competition there as well that's been run. And there's more information about that on the website. And there's a couple of prizes there as well. So if anyone wants to get involved in that. And a former minister for agriculture, uh, Ivan Yates. I understand Ivan Yates will be focusing on the situation as regards uh, livestock, the future. And he'll be moderating a general forum on sustainability of the Irish beef uh, farming sector. That's right, yeah. I even be there kind of moderating that, that discussion there with a couple of um, those powerhouses there from across the industry and, and, and in Chagask. And obviously there'll be people from the Department of Agriculture there and, and whatnot as well. So like to be, there, there really is something there for everyone there, John, whether you're kind of into the environment and... Uh, sustainability or you're heading into production and getting more from grazed grass or, or into breeding or genetics or into calf to beef you know there, there is something there for everyone not too fair to on Tuesday that sounds fine thank you very much indeed Mr John Conroy B&T Dry Stock Advisor with the Chagas office in Middleton thank you John very much indeed thanks a million thanks a million we're joined on the farm programme by Mr John O'Brien Chair of Barry Row Agricultural Show. First of all, John, welcome to the programme. Now, would you please remind our listeners when your show is taking place? Uh, thank you, John, and thank you very much for the for the lovely welcome. Uh, Barry Row Show will be held on Saturday, the 9th of July, and we're very fortunate that that will be held, as usual, in the GA grounds in Barry Row. 
Um, we're, we're, we're so fortunate to have access to the GA grounds as we've had for the last 30 years where we have a beautiful show on the day. It's a show that caters for all uh, members of the community and all family, all families love to attend. Our um, judging of horses and cattle will be starting in the morning at about um, half past ten. And the day proceeds right through with a full program of cattle judging and um, horse judging and pony judging. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We also have poultry, domestic um, display and, and classes, classes for school children, and uh, we've got a, a fantastic dog show in the afternoon. And then the whole evening uh, comes to an end with the horse and carriage display and children's sports in the afternoon, in the late afternoon. So it's a big, a big event for the parish. And you know, for those who haven't visited Barry Rowan, I'd encourage them to do so uh, at some stage, but particularly the day Barry Rowe show. Um, Barry Rowe is you know, due south from Tanakilty or Bandon, down by the coast. Uh, we've got the Atlantic all around us and the peninsula. But our, our hinterland, you know, we have, we have exhibitors from all over Munster and even from other parts of Ireland. But also, you know, Barry Rowe, Timaleague, Kilbritton, Tanakilty, Bandon, Neusestown, Ballaspital, you know, Skibbereen, Ross Carberry, all those parishes, they're our hinterland, really. And, you know, it's, it's a great occasion to meet people. It's a great occasion to socialise and, you know, to meet your fellow farmers and fellow community people. So, you know, we've, we've had no show since 2019, and I just spoke to you back in 2019 about the Apartments of Barrow show and it being a showcase of what's good about Irish agriculture and good about Irish community life, and I think that's never been more important than it is at present. It showcases the whole uh, beauty of what it's like to live in a rural community. So we're really looking forward to people uh, joining us on the 9th of July at uh, Barry Road GA Pitch, Parky Moracoo. Uh, it's just nearby Barry Road Church. I don't actually have the air code on me at the moment, John, but uh, I'm sure it'll be very well signposted 
I'm out in the middle of a field most um, cows at the moment so parking try and get there you know a little bit early and see the full yeah. show and make sure you get parking space but I understand from your experience this being your 64th show you know the importance of those practical things like accessible parking and catering yeah. on the day meals yeah. and entertainment for all ages and the younger people to keep their interests alive but particularly parking I'm sure you'd like to confirm this parking and We're- easy access to your showgrounds We've got ample parking in, in Barry Road because we're very fortunate that the pitch in Barry Road, there's actually two pitches there. There's ample parking. There's, it's very suitable for exhibitors who can unload their cattle and wash them or, or cater for their needs. But for the general public that come along, there is loads of parking uh, within the facility. And the beauty about it is it's all very well self-contained within the perimeter of the pitch. So it's a very safe place to come for children and for, for all attendees. So the community all rallied together. We prepared the field over two or three nights. And then we clean up the field on Saturday evening, and there's actually training or a match there Sunday morning. So, you know, we, we really um, strive to give the GA pitch back in the same condition we got it. We clean it. We pick up all the uh, r- rubbish that may be associated with the show or whatever. But the pitch is table again on Sunday morning. So... We're very fortunate to have the use of the facilities in Barry Row, and you like we've got electricity and water for washing cattle. But also we've got uh, facilities for catering, and you know you get a beautiful uh, lunch plate at the show. Uh, your teas or coffees and your cakes or whatever, and you know people love to come to Barry Row and and enjoy the atmosphere of the day. People seem to associate Cork West and your catchment area in particular for high-quality, beautiful artisan foods. Exactly, John. And what we're very fortunate, you know, we have some key sponsors. Um, Barry Rowe Co-op is, is, our, is our major sponsor. But actually, we've been very fortunate. We've got an, a, a tremendous generosity in sponsorship this year. It's actually been above and beyond, um, above and beyond what we ever expected. People have been so generous in their sponsorships. But I have to single out Barry Rowe as our major, as our key sponsor, okay? And Barry Rowe is critical to the economy of, of the area and to the, you know, to the West Cork community, as is their association with Carberry and all that's good about Carberry and food production, cheese production, powders, whey powders, alcohol and whatever. So uh, in simple terms, it's about a circular economy. And, you know, Barry Rowe Show is part of that circular economy where we show the beautiful cattle of the area, be they beef cattle or dairy cattle. But also, we show what's good about cattle breeding, what's important about cattle breeding, be it beef breeds or dairy breeds. And I think it's a great showcase for what's good about good, wholesome and honest Irish farming. But I think we have to mention, of course, the equestrian sector as well. There's some uh, amazing horses um, show on the day. Uh, both horses and ponies. Uh, we've got some fantastic classes, but we're very fortunate to have a very well-sponsored um, mare and four class, which is sponsored by uh, Horseport Ireland. There's some very generous money there. Also, we've got the All-Ireland uh, Colt and Gilding uh, class, which is kindly sponsored by um, John Tyner, Irish Owens of Clannacilty, and Stephen Evans Street. There's 2,500 euros of prize money there for that class. So that's a particularly interesting class as well. And this year, for the first time, we've got the um, Department of Agriculture and Irish Shows class uh, where we will be exhibiting uh, four- and five-star beef heifers. And there's some tremendous sponsorship for that as well. So, you know, there's a lot of very positive and and good things 
uh, Guyana Barry Row show. And it's great. Look, we're back in existence again after the hiatus of COVID. But it's great that we have the opportunity to showcase all that's good about agriculture uh, in the West Cork area. With all these shows, the lifeblood without the sponsorship, the generous sponsorship of uh, local co-ops and uh, dairies, it wouldn't happen. Uh, look, I'm involved in the board of Barry Row myself. Um, I've been newly elected as vice chairman, but our manager, Pat Murphy and, and Bill Cahill, they're our key people there. But look, there's, there's a whole range of staff right throughout Barry Row Co-op that are, you know, I think what has been very interesting about the whole COVID experience has been how the co-op has really gone in providing a tremendous service for people that were in difficult situations during COVID. So we've been very fortunate to have had the benefit of Barry Oak Co-op. The committee of the show, uh, you know, we've got a tremendous committee. We've got a treasurer, Michael Welton. Uh, who's a long-serving treasurer, but we've got a fantastic secretary. I think one of the best people I've ever dealt with, that's Eileen Harrington. Um, she's secretary with uh, three or four years. And uh, if anybody wants to um, uh, contact us, I think barryroshow at com. Volunteers, younger people, and very good for their CV, because when they look for employment, it can be nice to point out to uh, duties they've had as stewards or organisers at um, an agricultural show with the status of Barry Rose. And apologies for the volunteers in the background. There's a herd of cows roaring behind me here. But anyway, um, oh John, I think, you've, I think it's probably one of the most critical points we're making today is the whole area of volunteerism and being in your community or in your community hall or your church or your school or whatever other Red Cross or whatever, you know, it is tremendously important that people put their hand up and volunteer. And if people want to volunteer to become a member of Barry Row Show, of course, it's great. It reads great on your CV. As a young person, it's, it's tremendous benefit. But, John, you know, I think what has shone really during COVID is the level of volunteerism and the importance of community and support. and In some shows, you find there's a great contribution from the local Mokra. So I suppose maybe you're liaising with uh, Mokra. Barry Rocho was formed out of Mokra in the farm of Field Day 64 years ago. Mokra are a very important part of the day-to-day running of the parish and of the show. So, yes, John, that goes without saying. Mokra makes a tremendous contribution. And look, I, I can safely say my education would have been in Mokra. Uh, so, you know, I, I owe a lot to Makra and I, I cannot say enough about Makra and the influence Makra is having in our community. Please remind our listeners the title of the show we're talking about, where it's located and the date it's taking place, please. Barry Row Show is on the 9th of July at Barry Row GA Grounds, Parky Moraku, and uh, a tremendous day for all the family. So we're looking forward to seeing you all on the 9th of July, Saturday the 9th of July at Barry Row. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. John O'Brien, the chair of Barry Row Agricultural Society, your show. Thank you very much indeed, John. Thanks a million. Thank you, John. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr. Pat O'Toole, news correspondent with the Irish Farmers Journal. First of all, Pat, welcome to the programme. Now, the Agri-Climate Rural Environmental Scheme, so-called ACRES, can you give a broad outline of the objectives of the ACRES scheme and what the first step would be for people wanting to apply for it? First step for anyone who wants to apply will be to determine which... um, of the two types, the subsets of the scheme uh, suits them. So there's a cooperative approach that offers higher payment levels, a maximum payment of €10,500 per year 
uh, per applicant, um, and it's over five years, of course. Uh, then there's the general approach, and that offers a maximum payment of about €7,300 per applicant per full calendar year. <clears throat> In order to be eligible for the cooperative approach, uh, essentially you have to have uh, uh, land which is suitable, um, and uh, the department have issued maps of uh, areas of priority um, from an environmental protection point of view. And uh, the, uh, they're very detailed. They go down to the town's land. <clears throat> and the lands that are highlighted within those maps, and we printed them previously, and they're available uh, on our website. But, but uh, we have a little bit of time, I suppose, leading in before people will actually start formally applying. But basically, if, if you're in one of those uh, highlighted priority areas, you can access the cooperative scheme. Otherwise, you must go for the general scheme. There's a total of 50,000 farmers um, will be let into the scheme. And uh, if it's oversubscribed, there is a ranking and selection process. And uh, that will uh, kick in if there are more applicants than there are places. And we expect that to happen, to be honest. For someone in Goss, can the transfer pass from Goss to Acres? Well, you can't transfer... Um, but you can, anyone who's in Gloss can apply to join Acres next year. Gloss ends this year. It's been rolled over uh, for the last two years. It was really scheduled to end at the end of 2020. Um, but Gloss, uh, uh, and then Gloss 3, I think maybe the end of 21. But, but Gloss was rolled over because there was no agri-environmental scheme available uh, due to the delay in the agreement and implementation of the new cap. It now kicks in next year. And the new acre scheme replaces gloss gloss ends acres starts but it's a fresh process of application to acres and uh, whether you've been in gloss or not won't be of any won't make any difference to your chances of getting into the new scheme as i understand it could you go ahead pat and just uh, submit your own application or is it necessary mandatory to have an advisor we have to have an approved farm advisory system, ag advisor, uh, to prepare the application on your behalf, whether you're in the individual or the cooperative scheme that pertains. And that uh, you can't draw up a plan for yourself or for a family member. So um, people have to go outside the fold and get their advisor to prepare the plan. Is it possible to drop an action, we'll say, throughout the five-year lifetime of the scheme if you feel, you know, that you just really can't cope with what you've uh, taken on? There is some flexibility within the scheme, and it will evolve, I would imagine, as it goes on. We've seen that with previous schemes with REPS and with GLOSS and with EOS, um, that there is a little flexibility. But I think that, um, having said that, the advice would be for people to think carefully about what they're taking on and, uh, and the effect it will have on the farm and the farming system and, and to think carefully to that because, uh, um, of course, if you reduce your actions, there will be a financial implication in terms of the amount of money you receive from the scheme. Are there plans to have uh, acres uh, training sessions or training programmes? Uh, yeah, there will be training. It's mandatory. Um, it will start, it will take place uh, next year for people who apply <clears throat> and are accepted into the scheme and there will probably be additional training on the go over the course of the five years because 
This is different to glass reps in EOS in that it's in part results-based rather than action-based. So uh, Joe Schmidt, the former Irish rugby coach, used to talk about process and outcome. So the process is the action you take and then the the outcome is the result of that action. And for the first time, uh, we're going to look at both in terms of assessment of the effectiveness of the Acres project. This is being pushed as a replacement for reps. What would the main differences be you know, as regards the old reps, rural environmental protection scheme? Why would the rates not be as attractive in Acres as people perceive to them to have been in the reps days? Well, the department's answer on this, and I stress the department's answer, is that reps was a whole farm approach. So if you agreed to carry out an action, you had to do it across the whole farm. Uh, whereas this is in part results-based, it's part, in part action-based, but the actions are specific. So they're not a whole farm. They won't have a whole farm impact. Uh, having said that, uh, they would also point that the average payments in reps were somewhere between 75 <coughs> and a little over €8,000 as we rolled through the four different rep schemes. It's a very different environment. I mean, the first rep scheme came in, I think, in 1993. A lot of water has passed under the bridge since then. Uh, It's a very different environment for farming, and it's a very different environment in terms of how we look on the sustainability of food production. And the acre scheme has much higher ambition than than, uh, some of the low-hanging fruit that we saw with reps which farmers loved. In the Irish Farmers Journal this week, there's a double-page spread giving full details of all the various aspects of the scheme which farmers would be curious about. One last question. Can a person with leased or rented land be included in this acres scheme? Yes, but you must have control of it for the full length of the acres contract. Um, If you sign up, you'd have to have some kind of medium to long-term agreement in place around the leased or rented land. This is something that farmers should consider, even if it's not as good as the original reps. There's a song that said, never as good as the first time, and there's a hint of that about reps. We, we look back on reps. There was plenty of criticism of reps at the time. Um, farmers tend to get fond of schemes. Every time we see a cap reform, things that farmers would have opposed the introduction of eight or ten years ago, then they will oppose the adjustment or removal of. We have that with agri-environmental schemes as well, but the reality is EOS was very unpopular uh, relative to either GLOSS or REPS, but it was still oversubscribed. Um, when schemes offer financial incentive to carry out environmental goods, farmers recognise the double win that that uh, offers and they sign up in, in their tens of thousands. So hopefully then farmers will consider this and in due course, looking back, we'll see acres as being a very, very good scheme or certainly worth considering. Pat, thank you very much indeed. Mr Pat O'Toole, news correspondent, Irish Farmers Journal. Thank you, Pat, very much indeed. Thanks a million. You're very welcome, John. IRD to Hallow require tree planting contractors. Tree planting contractors are required for October, November and December to plant native tree groves, native tree lines and native hedgerows for the Johalla Farming for Blue Dot Catchments EIP project. Further information from Mr Michael Morrissey on the following phone number 029-60633. That's 029-60633. Or the following website 
michael.morrissey at irddohallow.com for more information, all lowercase. In a future programme, we have a detailed interview with Mr Michael Morrissey on the tree planting programme and the type of tree planting contractors required with experience. IFA Farm Family and Social Affairs Chair Miss Alice Doyle has appealed to people who are eligible for a second booster vaccine for COVID-19 to take it up immediately. She said she'd been taken aback to hear that only 46% of those who are eligible had availed of the vaccine. She would like to reiterate the advice to those that are over 65 and those with underlying conditions over the age of 12 to please arrange to get their second booster as soon as possible. Ms. Alice Doyle said the demographic of the farming community would suggest that farmers who have yet to have their second booster are quite numerous. She said the clear advice from the HSC is that the vaccine offers the best protection particularly for people who have underlying conditions. She would ask people to make an appointment as soon as possible, referring more or less directly to the farming community. Minister of State with responsibility for forestry at the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Senator Pippa Hackett has welcomed publication of the Project Woodland Regulatory Review Report. She pointed out that the independent expert review had been commissioned by the Minister's Department to review Ireland's forestry regulations and had been undertaken by law firm Philip Lee LLP. Two working groups of Project Woodland, the group formed by Minister Hackett last year with key stakeholders to develop a consensus on the future forestry programme for Ireland, had recommended commissioning a review of Ireland's forestry regulations. Commenting on the report, Minister Pippa Hackett said this independent report was necessary to assess the extent to which forestry in Ireland is being appropriately regulated. In response to the announcement of the publication, the IFA Farm Forestry Chair, Mr Jason Fleming, said he was very concerned by what he claimed had been the lack of vision in the recommendations in the Project Woodland Regulatory Review report to create a workable licensing system for forestry at farm scale. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charles McConnell, on 28th of June, announced the launch of Phase 1 of the new state-of-the-art aquaculture information management system, Aquamis. He said the online viewer was developed as part of Phase 1 of this project, which will develop an overall aquaculture management information system for agriculture licences in Ireland. Commenting on the launch of the Aquaculture Information Management System, AquaMIS, he said he was delighted to deliver on the government's commitment to the future and further implementation of the recommendations of the Aquaculture Licence Review Group. IFA Livestock Chair, Mr Brendan Golden, IFA Sheep Chair, Mr Kevin Kominsky, and Senior Policy Executive on Livestock, Mr Tomas Burke, met recently with our counterparts from the NFU, NFU Scotland, NFU Wales, and the Ulster Farmers Union. The meeting in London, England, was an opportunity, the IFA statement said, to discuss a range of issues impacting on dry stock farmers here and across the United Kingdom. The IFA statement said the main focus of the discussion centred on the current market situation 
and what they called the savage increase in farm input costs, which is without doubt the biggest and most immediate threat to the sector. Bernard Golan said these soaring input costs risk eroding producer confidence and our productive capacity, which is hard to replace. He said we need strong intervention from the government to support farmers through this. On climate action, Brendan Golan said, a balance had to be struck and we need to ensure food security stays front and centre in the minds of our government and consumers. And that's Farm Talk for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to Barry O'Mahony and Marie Tuig for contributing to the programme again this week and especially to Marie Tuig for creating the podcast for our programme. A very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.